Welcome. Thank you for joining me for another episode of FYI, I Am Damaged. I'm joined by Genesis, an entrepreneur and owner of Globe by Jen. We're here to talk about her journey with not often discussed topic of gastric bypass. Does it go by another name? Gastric sleeve. Gastric sleeve. Yes, they're okay. different. So thank you for joining me. I appreciate your time. It took me a long time to get you here. And I am honored by you joining me. Thank you for being here. No, thank you for having me. I'm excited. A little nervous, but excited. <laughs> if it wasn't for you being so, you know, persistent, pushing me out of my comfort zone, we wouldn't be here. I really want to make sure that you get your story across. Seeing you on Instagram, answering all the questions of everyone who comes to you, this is something that's rarely discussed. Uh, do you feel that way? Oh, no, definitely. Um, it's not discussed because people see it as such of like an easy way out, but in reality is so many people like qualify for this and so many people will benefit from this but only one percent of people who qualify actually do this it's not something discussed or even recommended a lot um actually it's recommended by doctors it's just not followed through with and being at the forefront of mental strength for mental health i'll be remiss to not from time to time focus on the other side of life's coin and the physical challenges we go through that still works in tandem with our mental journey of health and strength, which is why we're here today. You started your journey with your gastric um, sleeve procedure in the beginning of this year and have been cataloging your physical rebirth on Instagram. What can you identify as the spark that put this in motion? You've referenced a photo that's struck you so hard. Can you give us a view into how it started? Um, well, as long as I can remember, I've always struggled with my weight, you know, um, I've always, I've done all the crash diets, I've done, you know, weight loss pills before. The immediate females, like my mother, my sister, they're already thin. So it's difficult for me to look at that. And then I'll eat like a pizza and I'll gain like five pounds. May of last year, early June of last year, we had a baby shower for my younger sister. Um, and once we got those photos back, I looked at myself and I was like, okay, I have to do something because like enough is enough. I don't know how I got here. And it was immediate. You, or you always see yourself physically different from how, like you say, your family structure. I've always saw myself different. However, I was never like, you know, I, I never reached this point where I was like, you know, I, I'll just, I'm going to look into weight loss surgery. But that photo, you know, it was like enough. I mean, it was that same night when I got the photos back, I was like, I need to figure something out. So I got into doing research um, and within a couple of days, I had made the decision to get at least a consultation with somebody. There wasn't anything else you would have considered or have you considered before going this route? Um, well, I just felt like I've done all the diets. You know, I for years before that, for like two, three years, I did the keto diet and that worked for me for some time. But it's just as soon as you're not consistent with it, the weight comes back. Not being consistent with it, it, was it exhausting to be on a certain type of diet? Or for those that are even considering, you know, not even doing the surgery yet, but giving those a chance? Oh, no, definitely exhausting. Um, you know, it's, I, was, like, I wasn't enjoying my food. And I'm the type of person that I like to enjoy my food. Um, and I you know when I'm on those diets, usually I'm not, I'm not happy. Mm. What did what didn't you like about it? Is something specific or just in as no, a whole? No, it's just I don't know. I was I wasn't enjoying what I was eating, and I feel like 
meals, you should enjoy them. You yeah. should be happy about what you're eating. Are you are you a foodie type of person? Um, I feel like I, well, I was. Now I, I mean, I still can be, just not like before. But yeah. I'm guessing in like smaller portions. Oh, know? definitely, tiny baby portions, about five six ounces a meal. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. How does one mentally prepare themselves to even seriously consider this? Did you run this by friends and family? Did you get opinions? No, I didn't tell anyone until I made the decision to get a consultation just because I wanted to do this for myself and when you start talking to people they tend to try to talk you out of it if they don't understand mm. so until I made that decision to get to go to the consultation I didn't tell anyone so you had family try and talk you out of it did they think it was just a dangerous way to go about it um, no no one surprisingly no one did try to talk me out of it but I didn't want to go through that just in case so when you made the announcement there were some that voiced their concern surprisingly no really my family was very supportive okay um, what about friends as far as i know they were supportive no one told me otherwise because it's interesting because any type of major surgery were they just checking with you but like are you sure are you sure that type of way my older sister she's she likes to think things through more than you know i, I mean not that i didn't think about this um so she just you know she kept asking me if i was sure you mm-hmm. know but for the most part, everyone was pretty happy for me. You've posted about body dysmorphia. How has that been a challenge for you, especially being of the Spanish culture where thick is the norm? What skews your view of yourself that you didn't agree with? Um, well, with body dysmorphia, it's pretty normal after the surgery. I sometimes I have my days where I don't see myself how I look now. I always see myself bigger than I am. And that's always been an issue for you as far as just always with the struggle with weight? Uh, yes, even before the surgery, I always saw myself bigger than I was. But that's also because my weight has always just been up and down. It wasn't just an issue with food? No, because I don't, well, I don't feel that I overate or you know, I ate too much. Once I started the process, they noticed that I had symptoms of PCOS. One of the side effects of that is weight gain. And PTOS, for those that don't know. Okay, it's polycystic ovary syndrome. And what does that do and to a, a person's body? A it's a hormonal body. imbalance, mm-hmm. and it, cause, it can cause weight gain, fertility issues. It did cause issues with your body. Mm-hmm. And my other question is, before deciding to do the surgery, how would you combat these things affecting you before you even considered doing the gastric sleep? I didn't know that I could have PCOS till I started um, going to the doctors because mm-hmm. there's a lot of doctor's appointments you have to go through before um, doing the surgery. So until I started doing tests and doing you know blood work and visiting all these stuff, I didn't know. At the time you committed to doing the surgery, did you know what it consisted of? And if you didn't, were you surprised when you were doing your research? The way it works is that, well, at least with my doctor, even after the consultation, he told me I didn't have to commit till the day before the surgery or the day even the day of the surgery so going through all of that I still had time to back out at any time from the moment that I decided that I wanted to look into weight loss surgery I was just research all the time I didn't want to go solely based on what my doctor was telling me so I mean Um, take us take us through these rabbit holes that you will go to like researching this because if somebody's researching this and they go down the wrong path and see only the negative part of it i mean what what are your views of that from what you did with your research 
Well, I just started with simple Google weight loss surgery. And you're going to get the basic three, which is the, the bypass, the sleeve, or the, the lap band. From there, I just feel like you need to look into all three and then decide what's best for you. And with all three, because I'm, I, did, I do have a little bit of experience with going through someone who had that and who did the same surgery as you, but with the other two, what are, what are the differences? The gastric bypass, they reroute your stomach gastric sleeve they cut out 80% of your stomach and the lap band they literally just put a lap a band over your stomach so that you can't eat as much and what was what was that kind of deciding factor that I need I'm gonna go with the um, the gastric sleeve and having you said 80% of your stomach removed with the gastric sleeve from my research it was the only one that wasn't fully reversible with the lap band you can get it removed or adjusted right and with the bypass from what I've, I'm not sure how true this is, but from what I've read, it can be reversed. With your, and how did you decide on the doctor? It was recommended by my primary care doctor. And you were going through the journey with him. How was that? Because you basically, you're handing your life over, you know, to him for a certain amount of time to do this surgery and to make sure it's done correctly. How was that evaluating him to make sure he was the right person? Because a recommendation is one thing. Mm-hmm. But you're in front of somebody. Oh no, definitely. Yeah. Um, from the first, from the consultation when I first met him, he made just made me feel hundred percent comfortable. Um, he was very open about everything about what was gonna happen. He went over all the statistics. He just went over everything. So I felt really comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. However, for anyone who is looking to do the surgery, I recommend like basically treating this like you're interviewing your the doctor, because like you said, you're handing your life over to this person. Right. So if you feel uncomfortable or you feel like something's off with this doctor move on to the next one what would someone need to other than being comfortable with as far as credential wise what does someone else need to look into to make sure they have the right doctor because anybody can make you feel comfortable what are some of the cues you take from somebody especially in the professional field to be wanting to put your life in their hands and I mean his credentials I'm sure he's been mm-hmm. in the field for years yeah that was the thing you know I had to make sure that this was what he actually does which he did he went over you know all of that um, his success rate would you sure. and would you recommend him oh 100% what him the? and his team were all amazing they you know were on top of everything they made sure I was comfortable they made sure I was never you know in any pain or anything they checked up on me all the time and no rush no no rush no okay because that's a lot of people they encounter doctors that are you know let's get this done and you know looking at their watch and god forbid but they were actually so um on top of it that i was getting annoyed because they were checking (laughs) up on me so much (laughs) (laughs) and checking up while like after the fact while you're home or after the surgery uh, in the hospital in the hospital yeah okay no but um after the surgery once i'm home I have access to them anytime I can send them a message and I'll get a response. And you, you talked about that you did certain things prior to deciding on the surgery diet-wise. Do you think if you approached it different, it might have been a different outcome? Or you knew you were on the path to going down and doing the surgery? Before the surgery, well, I wanted to leave the surgery as a last resort. Because of the PCOS symptoms that I had, even if whatever whatever diet I did do I was gonna gain the weight back if I stopped dieting right because again that's one of the side effects is weight gain from that 
Now, looking back, is there any prep work you missed that you wish you could have done to assist in either recovery or just make things a little bit smoother to help alleviate on how to best to prep? Because one of the things I like to live on is, yes, you do learn from your mistakes, mm -hmm. but you're wiser if you learn from other people's mistakes. If you've encountered any anything like that, what would you like to impart to those who want to do this and do it as smoothly as possible? Um, are we talking post-op here? Pre-post, like running the whole thing, which what you should have done because if somebody's listening to this and they're nervous as shit and they want to do this, they're researching, 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 and they have contradictory things that they have to sift through. Somebody who's been through it, what can you tell them, hey, in the beginning, I uh, kind of missed the mark here, during, and after? Um, I'm not sure if I missed the mark. To anyone that wants to do the surgery, I would say as much research as you're going to do, the internet is huge. You're going to get um, different information everywhere you look. I would say book the consultation. There is no commitment. You don't have to commit at all. Just go in for a consultation, speak to the doctor, get the information from them, what has worked for them, what they can give you more than the internet. Not more, but they can clarify things that the internet may not be able to. Getting back on your feet must have been a challenge. Take us through what it was like to get back to some normalcy and did you discover anything new about yourself through this recovery? Now, before you answer the question, I just want to say, you, you come off cool as a cucumber. <laughs> you look like an Eskimo that can eat an ice cream cone in a snowstorm. Yes, I and can. And you chill, <laughs> which is very admirable. But we have our moments, and you've gone through something life-changing. Mm -hmm. Getting back on your feet to be this cool cucumber. I mean, run us through how that was to get back to you. I wouldn't say I got back to me. I think <laughs> I reached a better version of me. Awesome. Run us through that. That would yes. be great. So to give us some contrast with how you were prior to this new you. I feel before the surgery, before the weight loss, I wasn't sad, but I was more like, I was more to myself in groups of people. Again, like I would basically just hide to myself. I wouldn't be so outspoken. And I wasn't always like that. I just feel like it got, it got like that once the weight started coming on. Now, I feel like I'm so happy. Yeah. And just in general in life, I'm just so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I, is, is you so through through your outlook changing through you being closer to your goal physically this happiness where the where does it spring from i think it's being comfortable with myself which okay. i hadn't been for such a long time what are what are your thoughts on those that would say well someone should learn to be comfortable in their own skin without having to do something like this and that's just hitting all sides because of course I'm sure you've dealt with those that would comment and say well no you didn't try hard enough prior but they don't live in your shoes they don't know what you go through they don't see what you see they don't feel what you feel so what are, what are your thoughts on that it's funny you mentioned that because I was actually having a conversation online with somebody um, he made a video about basically promoting something over weight loss surgery mm -hmm. so i told him i was like i think you should do a little more research before posting something like that because people can't which i learned this throughout the process um, from the surgeries not everybody can lose weight naturally some people have underlying issues um, that doesn't allow them to lose the weight so before posting something or saying something you know hurtful towards somebody do research right 
this person was just it seemed like they were just coming off the top of their head with their unbacked opinions yeah. to try and let you know that what how they see you is just not right yeah and we had then he had a couple of people because they also i guess use the same products that he was promoting um and they were saying the same thing so i just kept telling them just do your research because you know not everyone can just go to a gym or eat healthy and lose weight also they were because they were promoting so it kind of sounds like they said they were promoting a product and putting you down about it oh try the stuff that i'm yeah they were trying to put down the weight loss i mean the weight loss surgery community Mm. and it just didn't sit right and did anybody... Oh, this was a private conversation. So it wasn't held publicly. Oh, no. It was on under a video that was posted. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What were what were some of the... Th- did, did anybody come to your aid with, you know, facts and just... They basically defend you, even though you probably don't need it. No, because I guess most of his following were from the company he was promoting. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. It seems everything that you did, you have adjusted amazingly. Whatever you're selling... Well, hopefully it helps somebody, but you're good. You have a tight-knit family. How have they shined in helping you recover? Um, since the beginning, they've just always just been there. I didn't really need much um, after the surgery. My sister, she went to the ho- she went to the hospital, even though she couldn't see me because they would they wouldn't allow visitors um, mm-hmm. for COVID. She was downstairs. You know, she picked me up the next day. When I got home, my mom, you know, she had done a pot of chicken soup, even though I couldn't. <laughs> eat much of it but it lasted me you know days they just just was always been there one of my biggest and i told her i was gonna tell her this my biggest support is my little niece she's right. four and everything <laughs> is like oh are you like you okay after this like this was after surgery. are you okay are you does it hurt like can you eat this even to this day everything is like can you eat this now the way you smiled by saying that i'm guessing even her support meant the world to you oh of course of course <laughs> Is that is that your your only niece? Or? No, I actually have three nieces and two nephews. And she was the one that was showing like, hey, you know, are you good and everything. And this is a four. She was the one that showed it the most. <laughs> yeah, like I even um, from the doctor, they gave me like a PowerPoint stuff, giving all the information, and even that, like I showed it to her, so she understood what was happening. Mm. And how is she? She's still the same way, or oh, she yeah. just knows that you're good and everything. Yeah, she still asks me for everything. Oh, can you eat that? Or like she sees me eating something. Oh, you you could eat that. <laughs> And you've opened up to her and told her exactly everything that you did to... She knows about the surgery. She knows about what you do. She knows about why you're not eating as much as everybody around her. Yes, she understands that. The way okay. I explained to her was you take three bananas, you put them next to each other. You take away two. So mm-hmm. your stomach went from you know the size of three to the size of one. Mm-hmm. So she understands that. She knows that I can't eat much or I can't eat certain things. And is she, she the overprotective type? Like she sees you, that, oh, she makes sure you has the right portions? Um, not as much anymore. I feel like more in the beginning, she was more like, uh, more on top of it. How was that adjustment with food? Going from how you were to how you are now, making that adjustment to your new normal and the amount of food you can have, the amount of drinking you can do. I mean, take us through that with getting back you know on the food horse so to speak and what were your realizations and challenges it was so difficult um what people don't realize is that you get the surgery and you know you can't eat as much or you can't eat certain things Mm -hmm. but your brain hasn't learned that yet so you still get all the cravings you still you know think you can 
you still eat with your eyes basically and think you can eat a full plate of food mm. however you take an extra spoonful of what you're supposed to and it's coming right back up so that's i think that's one of the most difficult issues after the surgery and that's one of the things you've experienced that's what somebody will go through but your own personal ones you've done that you've miscalculated what you've eaten and then whoop, you gotta um, deal with well, the after effects more towards the beginning i just I relied a lot on my food scale, so I wouldn't serve. I wouldn't overserve myself. I wouldn't serve myself more than I know I shouldn't be eating. Now, I mostly eyeball it, but once I'm full, I feel it on my chest, mm -hmm. so I know it's time to stop. What's your favorite? My favorite food. I don't think I have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I have one right now. Yeah. If I ever gone through this, I'd feel sorry for all the pizza shops because. <laughs> Oh no, pre-surgery, anything, you know, <laughs> Dominican says everything, rice, beans, you know, all of that. I'll have that any day, but... Tres golpe. But, yeah. but now, going forward, it's completely different. Yes. Okay, and what what's normally your your go-to for like a meal? Right now, it's anything protein-based, um, so I have a lot of chicken, a lot of fish. I don't rely much on sides, just because I know that I'm going to get full, and priority right now is getting in as much protein as I can. What do you decide as a protein for yourself? Mostly on chicken, but okay. I do, um, I'll do beef or I'll do fish. Mm -hmm. There's no one specific thing, it's just whatever sits well? No, yeah. Okay. I'll have um, a lot of protein bars now and yogurt, but... And something like that wouldn't be rough on the stomach or anything like that I mean at my at my stage no early on yes most focus on the weight loss as the main topic of this but what are some of the things you still deal with post-op that just bugged the hell out of you that you continue to deal with due to the surgery the only thing that annoys me a little bit is that I can't drink water <laughs> while I'm eating <laughs> well what's how does that what does that do um you have to when you're going to eat, you can't drink 30 minutes before or after you eat just mm. because your stomach is so little that you're going to fill up on whatever you drink. So you won't have enough space to eat the meal you're supposed to and get the nutrition from it, right. the nutrients from it. I'm interested to know the time your stomach takes to process food. What has, has the doctors informed you about that? Is it something like they, does your stomach process the food quicker because it's smaller? And you have to have multiple meals during the day. I don't think the processing time changes. I'm not sure about that. I just know that because your stomach is so small, if you eat too much or too fast, you'll get full fast. And again, you won't get the nutrients that you're supposed to from the meal. So how many how many meals do you have a day? Meals, I try to have three. And I have two to three snacks a day as well. And do you go with the same regimen of breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Or you figured out what works well for you? I pretty much stick to the same thing just because it does work for me, but I'll change it up depending if I'm not home or I'm out. You know? How do you, so if somebody goes to the surgery, they're back on their feet, they're getting ready, it's the summertime, you know, they, they want to have fun, just be out there and take shots of how we're doing. Shout out to Casamigos, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I've just tried for the first time and is very good, thank you. How, how what, are, what are your recommendations to to get back into it because I don't know if you're a party person and if you are how, how would you impart what you've done to them so what would you what, what, what did you do to start with alright I'm gonna get back into motion I'm gonna go out I'm gonna go party gonna go dance gonna go have a good meal with a bunch of friends what's your mind state what's your mind frame and how do you prep for that 
You mean now? Now, yeah, after post-op. Because you're dealing, you've, you've already done it and somebody is going to be on the cusp of doing that. And they want someone's experience to help guide them and be like, okay, she did this. Let me see if this works for me. What did you do? Well, post-op, I'm not much of a partier. I mean, I wish I could, but I'm not. <laughs> Going out and like having drinks. So if you search online or depending on your doctor, they don't recommend you drink within the first six to 12 months. My doctor, however, he approved me after three months. Really? So it just depends on your doctor, yes. Just because our tiny stomachs, is easy to become addicted. However, I did try at two and a half months because it was my birthday. And it didn't affect me in any negative way. There are some people who alcohol or certain things do affect them differently. Right. Some people can't tolerate it, which is, you know, it just depends on you and your body. So for me, it was pretty easy to adjust if I wanted to go out, I wanted to have a drink. I never had any issues with any meals that I've tried so going out to the dinner didn't really affect me in any negative way I just you just need to know your limit and when to stop take us through that first dinner that first sit down you're either with friends or family or whomever and you're gonna have an outside meal some drinks and what's what's going through your mind what what what's the first thing you think of are you looking at where the bathroom is just in case you know something happens and i mean take us through that well the first time that we went out post-op it was actually for my birthday it was we went to casa del mar i don't know if you've ever been there um and i casa know del mar? casa del mar yeah. yeah i think my wife's been there i don't i don't know if yeah, i've been in the there Bronx. yeah my, my memory's horrible but yeah i think she's been there. <laughs> um and in my head i didn't think i was gonna you know drink or anything but the owner from there, I know him, so he knew it was my birthday. So he sent, we got shots and stuff. So nice. I did have the shot. I mean, I didn't take it straight. I just sipped on it because mm -hmm. um, I was scared. However, it didn't, you know, affect me in any negative way. As for the food, I decided to order the biggest thing on the menu, <laughs> which was um, a crab stuffed lobster. <laughs> ah, you rolled big time. Okay. <laughs> so then when it came, it was like so big and I literally took three bites and I was done. Um, but if I would have kept going, it could have had a negative effect on me. Either it w I could have probably probably thrown it up. Mm -hmm. um, so I just took it home, meals for the next couple of days. So. But I've been lucky that throughout this, I have I haven't had an, any negative effects with food or alcohol. Well, you seem like a very careful person, so I'm guessing you took mm -hmm. every step very carefully. Yeah, especially with alcohol, just because, again, because our stomach is so small, if we have a drink too many, it's so easy for us to black out. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, tr I tend to know when to stop. I know my limit. So you're, you, uh, I would say you're, you're basically a person that is mindful of what your body's going through, regardless of whether you, even before the surgery or whatever. Yes, just because I'm scared of any negative side effects. So okay. I, you know, I ask myself, like, are you sure you can eat another bite? Or are you sure you can have another sip? So you, what would your advice be to somebody who doesn't really have a leash on their cravings yet? they're gonna go through this surgery what would you what would you impart to them and let them know be like hey you got this beast there on your shoulder how, how would you advise them to to handle that post you know after they do the surgery post-surgery someone who can't can control how much they eat or is not in tune with what they should be eating or basically just have some people are, um, have food obsessions as they talk to a counselor that's why Weight loss surgery and therapy go hand in hand together just because some people, even after surgery, because the cravings don't go away, they lose control. So
So post op people who normally overeat or are emotional eaters, if they can't get control of that, I would suggest therapy. Mm-hmm. And weight loss surgery and therapy go hand in hand together just because people who are emotional eaters or can't get control of their eating can't follow along with the regimen. They just need that extra help and you know they need to figure out what the cause is of or what the um, trigger is for that. Right. So they need to find alternative outlets. Um, something to help them instead of turning to food turning to something else which is why they often recommend therapy after have you done uh, therapy yourself for this have you taken advantage of that I haven't Um, I'm not opposed to it Mm -hmm. maybe sometime in the future but right now I haven't and that's just a personal choice yes have you dealt with a personality shift in your mental core of who you are after the weight loss now I know you've expanded that you felt more happier expand on that with the shift because a person who goes through this or who is about to go through this and they feel the same thing what can they expect did you just see yourself and you see the difference and the happiness came or what was that sort of realization i think um i was always so self-conscious before the surgery because of my weight so because i was so reserved then after the surgery, once I started getting comfortable with myself, I started, you know, feeling happier. I feel like I'm more outgoing, like I talk to more people. Um, I mean, more online than in person because I don't go out as much. But right. um, I feel like I'm more outgoing. I, I'm open to meeting new people. That kind of slides into my, my next question is the, the added attention received. What wisdom can you impart to women not used to this newfound focus from men and how to deal with it well at first i was not used to all of this i didn't know anybody was going to follow me from this the male attention at first did i didn't know how to receive it so it affected it was affecting me mentally negatively mm-hmm. i just felt like i kept getting in a weird mood and i feel like it was because i was reading all the messages that i was receiving from men like some of them are just mm-hmm. weird um, to say the least. <laughs> uh, what I did though was I stopped reading um, messages. Especially, like I, I won't go into my message requests as often as I did before. I won't, unless I see somewhere like um, you said, you can see a, a sample. Like unless I see something to do with the surgery, I usually don't open them. And I feel like that has helped me not mind it as much. Right. Um, if anybody leaves anything like a comment instead of a message I'll block the person or I'll delete it just so that I don't see it so I think that was a wise choice to be for for the listeners it's you had your Q&A session and you said hey ask me a question me being a (laughs) you know the jackass I was like hey when are you gonna be on my podcast (laughs) I didn't get any answer from the email I didn't get an answer from the DM it was funny after that you hit me up and you're like ah, I'll, I'll think about it so it's very understandable i could imagine God, well, I, I, could imagine. I saw your message and i was like okay i have i don't have to answer right now because he won't see that i opened the message because it wasn't a message request um but then i got your email and i'm like okay like you know so i started thinking about it after the email and then once it got to like the question i was like i can't avoid it now because he knows that i saw the question which is why i sent you <laughs> I'm interested to know because I mean I don't know I'm 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 new to this. It's you see a message from somebody whose IG handle is you know FYI I am Daniel. What is what what do you think when you see that even before you even read the message? 
And I know you you were you were very adamant. You're like, oh, there's, I, I'm not a talker. There's nothing here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why you want to interview me, but stated before that you know that i think there's a there's an awesome message here and i think it's coming together very well take us through that once you, you saw my name and it's like uh what's well, what's the research you did to <laughs> it say, wasn't okay. even the name <laughs> i think um i was like okay when i when i saw the message i was like okay it was the picture because i was like it's not a picture of like a man or a guy or a boy or whatever mm-hmm. um so i was like let's see so i opened it if it's if it's a picture that's like a logo or or like a company, it's easier for me to open than if it would have been like a picture of you. So then once I opened and I realized what it was, I saw that it was a podcast. And then that's why I was more open to it. And well, shout out to your sister who kind of like <laughs> gave you an additional push. Oh, no, definitely. Um, ever since I she was like, yes, just do it. Just do it. And I'm like, oh, what's her name? Maylin. Oh, thank you, Maylin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and she, she was the one who push me more to do this because it's so, this is so out of my comfort zone no trust me trust me it's in and I'll, I'll be honest with you it's like I, I was discussing with my wife and I was like I don't know I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a silent podcast I don't know <laughs> I said I hope my my hope my questions hit I hope she's comfortable um, I'm glad I, I gave you a comfortable space to have the discussion and Oh no, definitely. From the first initial phone call we had, I was like, you know, I felt more comfortable. I was freaking out, but that was just me trying to talk myself out of it. Really? Yeah. But freaking out how? It's just I get in my head and I'm like, okay, like, why are you doing this? Like, get out. Like, no. So, uh, but I just decided to go with it. No, and I, and mm-hmm. I, I only could imagine because doing my research on you and seeing a lot of the pushback you have to give to guys who don't even have an inkling of respect mm-hmm. you know towards a woman which it's it's insane yeah um, i've learned that a lot of men just jump into commenting about like physical of a woman and it's like no we're, no this is not what my page is about right exactly exactly and which is the one thing i admired because you said off the back come correct or you will be blocked yes. and fellas you gotta do better and just to be clear, it's it's nothing about that. Like no one should even approach you in that manner. No, like you're 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 on you're on your own thing. You're on your own time. Yeah, um, I'm not looking for anything right now. I just felt like even before the surgery, I just felt like um, until I get things right with me, right? I I can't allow somebody to come into my life mm-hmm. just because I don't want to waste their time. I won't let them get as close as they would want to. I don't know. It's right. just it's just a personal thing i would have to fix me before i let anybody else in no you seem very you seem very guarded and that's that's a good thing because you're working on every single part of you mental physical everything where do you think you are to your goal quarter way there you're halfway there you're almost there where do you think you're at with where you would be to even not to entertain that I'm not even focusing on it. if you want to entertain that a possibility of somebody but I don't even want to give anybody the ammunition to think of you know mm-hmm. getting themselves ready for you because there be there are cycles out there like that but to get yourself in a position to move forward in life and besides you're young mm-hmm. there's no rush why is there a rush but guys are always in a rush so your, your goal wise where do you think you're at um, I say I'm getting pretty close um, just because I am getting so comfortable with myself, and so I'm happier with myself. Get across to us the mental benefits of getting your ass in the gym to help 
bolster someone's mental framework. And I see it looks like you're in the gym a lot. <laughs> um, and there's absolute, that's an amazing thing. So how does the gym help you get through a rough day or get through a blah day? Or what is, because it seems like that's your therapy for now. The yes, gym. definitely. I've definitely been using gym as therapy because I used to go to the gym earlier during this process. I used to go to the gym maybe four times a week. Now I find myself that if I'm home bored doing nothing or I'm having a rough day or I'll just go to the gym. Um, I usually go in the morning, 5 a.m., just to set the tone for myself because right. I find that even if I take a rest day, I'm like, oh, I should be at the gym today or like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't go this morning or, you know, I can't wait till tomorrow till I'm at the gym. But I, I see it more as like a stress reliever or just moving. I just, which is weird for me because before the surgery, I hated the gym. I hated going out. I hated doing anything mm-hmm. active. Right. Now is, I love it. I, my head is always at the gym. I don't, I don't know if it's becoming a obsession. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but I just love it. It's such a stress reliever. Um, puts me in a, ha- in a great mood all the time. Put us through your routine. What what works for you that somebody can hopefully build on that may work for them when you're at the gym? Like how do you start your how do you start your workout? What do you do? Cardio, weights, or you you know? Uh, when I go to the gym, I always take 15 uh, at least 15 minutes to do stretches. Um, and a lot of people skip stretching, but it's so important to warm your body up for, for any exercise you're gonna do. Right now, I'm doing a lot of legs because that's my focus right now mm-hmm. um, but I do set aside for upper body or um, I'll do a full body of anything and a, a full day of cardio however after any day I try to end the day with at least 10 minutes of cardio when I first started going to the gym I was bigger on cardio just because I was trying to lose right. um, the weight but since I'm not trying to lose as much I don't put as much effort into it I do a lot of weights for me just for toning and what are the post-surgery you're on your feet you're getting ready to go back in the gym what are the concerns you had going back in for the first time and how did you progress because of the surgery because of everything has changed what did you do to basically not have a a bad experience at the gym from the jump after surgery well I was terrified when I um, went in to sign in to sign up for the gym for like I feel like for the first month I just stuck to cardio then I spoke to a friend and he helped me you know come up with a plan for weights and stuff so I started doing my research beforehand you know I looked up how to use any machines that I didn't know how to use um, which is important or you can always ask a trainer or somebody at the gym they'll help you so I did a lot of research on what he was asking me well what we the plan we came up to for the workouts and then from there I just experiment so I started experimenting you know now I know more or less what works for like what weights are what workouts work for me so what was that what was that initial plan what was that initial path of attack you had to post-surgery get your workout make sure you have a good workout it's careful on your body that's you know still still recovering well when we came up for the plan um because it was so early on i was i feel like i was only i wasn't three months um post-op yet i couldn't really do a lot of weights so i started off um really light, like 10 15 and then from there every time it, things became easier i just increased them mm. and even now when things become easier i just increase the weights do you do anything outside of the gym as far as like maybe running or anything that also helps with the physical activity 
uh, for a person post uh, post surgery? I don't run. I can't run. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> but like if I'm in my I'm in my sister, she lives in Jersey. I'll I'll do walks with the girls and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um, okay. nothing really. Biking or anything like that. No. Or, uh, okay. I mean, I wouldn't mind, but I just haven't. Now, has there been an emotional impact? I guess ranging between pre, during, and post surgery that you had to deal with, reflect on. It's it's a very to those that couldn't get in their heads a little bit more. And what are some of the things you faced emotionally dealing with this, if at all? Because again, you know, cool as a cucumber. <laughs> I don't think I've had to deal with anything emo- like too emotional right now. I don't like to pigeonhole anyone or because most I don't even I don't what what are the statistics between men and women having this surgery is it more women is it more men is it almost as equal have you run into that type of statistic I haven't looked into the statistic however I feel like women are more vocal about it Mm -hmm. but there are men who get the surgeries as well women are just more vocal about it I kind of I kind of think that that might be correct which is why I ask because if anybody can be an emotional person but Mm -hmm. the weight is normally mostly on women Mm -hmm. dealing with those people that would think you know oh i would feel this way or go that way in that emotional space it seems like you're you were pretty good so there wasn't anything that you had to deal with as far as surgery wise that it's just something you had to reconcile within yourself you know regarding the surgery and how you're changing and how you know you have this new you what do you think no the only thing for me is like we touched was the body dysmorphia thing which um you know i have my good days but then i also have my bad days i mean it's also not too not as bad as a lot of people other people get it Mm. um i've seen i've spoken to people who just can't see can't see the change in their body um but it hasn't been too bad for me now that's interesting because if you're comfortable discussing it how do you if you're having a bad day what makes it bad and how do you course correct and make everything right or how do you get to a better space in your head after dealing with that you know bad day i think of me before surgery Mm. um and how far i've come because although i can't see it in that moment i know there's been a huge change in my life right. in such a short amount of time. Do you feel Do you feel depression? Do you feel anger? Do you feel... What are your feelings when you do have the bad day? Um, I don't think it's depression or anger. It's more of a discomfort uh, within myself. Because I'm learning how to be so comfortable with me, I, you know, the, on those days I do, you know, get uncomfortable. And I'll find myself, like, throwing on a big t-shirt or... Mm going back to what i did before and what what pulls you out of that the gym <laughs> back to the gym the gym it goes back to it <laughs> oh that, no that's great that's great so i uh if you guys are listening man just hit that gym you feel you feel, you feel a little bit weird or if you have a home gym or whatever get to it man how has this helped you with your with your business has it hindered it in any type of way has it given you new life for your business or i mean take us through that but first take us through your business and what you do how you do and what are you doing for the people out there with your products and everything else okay so i my company's 
named uh, Globajan is a hair care and skincare. Everything is naturally made. I feel like since the surgery, it has it has kind of affected my business negatively just because I haven't put as much effort into it. Mm. Um, I mean, I still have my clients and I still have people who consistently order from me and stuff. For me, my energy towards it, like it has, like I haven't put as much into it, so much effort into it. Um, so I, can, I guess it kind of affects it in a negative way. So do, I you, do, do you feel that the lack of energy, is there, is there a lack of energy From me, yes. Okay. From me, yes. I do have plans for it. I do want to release more um, items. I do want to revamp basically the whole company. So mm-hmm. we'll see. You feel you're getting back on the horse and just getting everything lined up? Or are you giving yourself a little more time get into the right space to hit everything the way you wanted to i'm trying to get back into the groove and try to you know uh come up with a plan of how i'll do that comeback i'll I'll pick you up whenever you need but everything is always (laughs) well not always but a lot of things are in stock at the website so check it out what's the what's the website it's www.globygen.com we'll uh link up the any information so you guys check it out what are your final thoughts that you want to impart to people doing this or wanting to do it and they're basically comparing notes because they've been through it and they see what you're doing and whatever you want to share with them. Anyone wanting to do this, I say do it, but do it for yourself. Not because you have a partner who would prefer it or even for your kids. No, do it for yourself. Just book the consultation, like I said before. Go talk to their doctor and do, just do a lot of research. You'll figure out if it's, if it's the right thing for you. Is there any uh, shout-outs you'd like to give? I'm going to shout-out you. Oh. Uh, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend that. No. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Hey, hit me. What, what, do you, what do you got? What do you... <laughs> uh, hey, I'm just, I'm just a host. I know, but shout-out to you because you got me here. And <laughs> like, I, like we've said before and I've told you a dozen times, like, this is so far out of my comfort zone. I wouldn't do this. I don't... You know, I never thought that people would be interested in this. So you contacted me and, you know, even online, um, everybody who I talk to on a daily basis. Just thanks. Thank you. No, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm glad you graciously accepted. And I am honored to put your story out there. And I hope it helps as many people as possible either get off their ass, do something different, alleviate their stresses of wanting to do this and get it done and I really just hope it puts people in a good space to realize that you know what this is a viable option and everything I've seen from how you handle yourself and what you do for yourself it seems like a pretty good option but as always get your doctors consult and run yourself through the gamut of whatever you need to make sure you do this correctly because if I'm guessing if you do it correctly you have a good outcome because you seem like your outcome is amazing definitely I'm trying I was just I was gonna go through with this I wasn't gonna go back so I have to go with I have to put everything I can into it awesome yeah mention your business again where can they reach you what's your uh, spaces online that they can visit hit them with it so yeah my website is globygen um, dot com glow is g-l-o um and that's also the instagram glow by jen and my instagram is just genesis with an underscore on the bottom 
Um, and if anybody has any questions, you can always just message me. I'm so open. I'm an open book about anything. And if you're the type of person that doesn't have a pen in hand and don't want to re-listen to this, everything is linked up on my uh, FYI I Am Damaged um, podcast and my IG. Uh, we follow each other, so it's easy to see where she is, what she's doing, and thank you everybody for listening. Again, if you know somebody or you think you have a story to tell and you want to come on this podcast by all means please hit me up thank you everyone for joining me for another episode of fyi i am damaged hey this is genesis and fyi i am damaged take care